Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, this Christmas Eve edition, episode number 228, as we finish up Night Flyers. Glad you could join us again this week, this night. Actually, we've been doing this every day, last five days. I'm Actually, last four days, because we did two episodes on Friday. I'm Corey Charette. Brian Lee's here again. How's it going, Brian? Hey, Corey. Good to be here. We're glad to wrap this puppy up. In more ways than one, I think. Of course, I want to thank Carlos one more time for joining us on this 10-episode adventure. Hello, Corey. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to have you here. And let's get into it. Episode number 10, All That We Have Found, December 13th, 2018. Teleplay by Jeff Bueller. Mark Tondere is the director. And let's start off with the gold foil bodies again. Oh, we got to start with something else first. What do you want to start with? The title. Yes. All it, that we found, and then we started with all that we left behind. So it comes <laughs> back around full circle, I guess. Full circle. Isn't that cool? I I did like no. that when I saw the titles of the episodes. <laughs> uh-huh, my wife's knocking on the glass outside. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did like the, the fact that it did wrap around full circle. So it's like, okay, is this going to end the way it started? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Well, it's it. It wrapped the way it start. Well, it, the way it started in the last episode. This one is, I, I guess, it's going forward from. Um, well, I mean, you've got the captain in pieces. Uh-huh. <laughs> you've uh, and then uh, Mel sitting there trying to, I guess, figure out what's going on, and uh, she sees Cynthia, Cynthia's projection, reaching out, saying that they're in danger or something. That nature. Oh, that's really it was really uh Lomi though. Yeah. Lomi was saying like it's not my body. Not my body. Yeah. So <clears throat> which uh it's I thought that that room is supposed to be some kind of trap. Um I guess Cynthia didn't lock she the door correctly. She She's didn't a hacker. She's a hacker. She's a hacker. <laughs> she probably jacked into that room somehow. Oh. She jacked in from the Matrix. <laughs> it, it, it's Inception. She's inside a projection, inside a projection. I don't know. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. She's incepting a projection. Exactly. <laughs> Rowan is in house arrest because, you know, he went crazy. They explained off his craziness with, uh, oh, he was caught up in the, the psychic feedback, and it went away when uh, Agatha died. I was like, no, Agatha died, and he went up and went after the captain, straight up trying to kill him. Uh-huh. I mean, I would take that if there was a bunch of other people that were acting crazy, but it's just one person. It's kind yeah, of that it doesn't seem to to ply out because if 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 one person was causing it, then other people should have been affected as well. I agree. So I just think uh, that's bad writing on that part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get to see the Vulcran outside the ship. It's got shimmery lights, all tentacly and uh... <laughs> tentacly. Did you just use the word tentacly? Tentacly. Oh, they look like tentacles. I don't know. Tentacly. I like that one. <laughs> tentacly. Or, or the the Greek tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, actually, that kind of reminded me of that Star Trek episode where they had that big energy amoeba that they were. Uh, injecting themselves into <laughs> maybe it's a homage to that. It, yeah, it could be. Only this amoeba is psychic. Actually, that one was psychic too. That one was affecting uh, Spock. You know. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm uh, I'm starting to 
see a pattern with all these episodes. And they seem yeah. to be homages to other sci-fi films and stories. They're not original, guys. No. Not. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carl is starting to uh, make more connection with his uh, um, his uh, flesh and sphere. And in uh, his daughter in the fleshy sphere, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Lomi is starting to go pretty much going nuts. It's like uh, I'm gonna blow the ship up. I want, hey uh, Augie, blow the ship up for me. I don't like it anymore. I like how you <laughs> called her Phonomi. Phonomi. Yeah, Phonomi. 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 I don't know. <laughs> and. Uh, then she and then um it seems like the only one who has a handle on the whole situation is Thale. <laughs> oh, oh hey, you gotta do this. Hey, you gotta do that. Oh, look out behind you. Look out to the right. Mm-hmm. Look out to the left. He's he's at a peak enlightenment at this point. He sees all and, and knows all, you know. Well, he's essentially the kid on the other side of the video screen pushing the up right left control keys. <laughs> He goes, oh, there's something behind you. Turn quick. (laughs) I like when he made that joke to Augie when he like listened in on him and Cynthia's conversation. Like, I heard what you guys were saying. I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, what about before we get too far? What about the part where Cynthia, that weird thing where she's telling Augie to do something? He's like, you're not the captain anymore. And he smashes her into those red crystals. Mm. (laughs) Like, what the heck is this about? Oh, that was like uh, bad blood from a past relationship. Was that like flashback? Was that like a weird? I don't know what the heck that. I don't know. That could have been part Thales influence, part uh, Vulcan influence. I mean, it looks cool, but I just can't figure out what the heck it was about. Oh, I think you might be right. Maybe it was Thale imposing that on him. Yeah, that's a good idea. Good idea. Like dream sequence stuff, because Thale was they was having dream sequences of of his own basically he was the he was the cake at the tea party when the lady stabbed him uh-huh. <laughs> uh let's see what was the other oh yeah he had the 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 dream with uh, agatha which uh i don't i don't think we know if they're related or not probably not so at this oh, point oh yeah I, we don't I'd know that was uh, one of your premonitions that they were they were somehow related but i guess that was never yeah, that yeah, that was never through. crossed over. They, uh, yeah, well, that was my theory, but you know, they never, uh, uh, they never went in that direction. So I guess they're not related. <clears throat> but uh, uh, that would have been a cool, like, little thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, it just seemed, uh, uh, yeah, just basically, Thale became the narrator at that point. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, Thale takes Carl into the astral planey thing, and they sit on top of the ship and talk about the Vulcran. Yeah, I, I love the probably because pod- probably because he wanted a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love the pod that Carl's in. Looks like it's from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, you guys can make something original. Well, it's like Jurassic Park and two thousand one mashed together to make a uh, an escape pod. Mm-hmm. But it's the only escape pod. That's the that's the messed up thing. I know. I was like, is this an escape pod or is this like a special pod specifically for Cynthia? Well, Cynthia said that. It's like, I made it for me and it only fits one person. 
Yeah, but I didn't see any like food in there or any other life support systems. Is she supposed to go into like cryo sleep as it makes its way back to Earth? I don't know because uh, it doesn't have the thrust capability to match the speed of the ship. So, and you got to think you got to think that they had to cut thrusters on their approach to the the thing. Even if the pod managed to turn around and head back, it would have run out of fuel. No. It, it's it's going the same same direction as the 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 messages. They're all going the same area. The body, the message, the pie. They're all going in the same place. Yeah, Carlos, you're getting too sciencey again. All right, all right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> too much fun. I, I, I'm stepping away from the fiction side of science fiction. <laughs> all right, and he's back. <laughs> so, but Carl takes it on a a lovely trip to uh, the Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Now, the part that I enjoyed the most was the part where Mel basically takes out Roy's eyes so she can get behind the door. Which was obvious. I mean, you knew that that had to happen. Yeah. yeah. As soon as there was an, a retinal scan and it didn't work on her, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's taking out his eye. Yep. And then there you go, Captain in a tank, a fish out of water. Uh, and I, so, I want to know what Corey thinks about this because this is so much more different than the book. What's that? Uh, the the Thale or not Thale? Roy's uh, Roy in the tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> what the hell was up with that? First of all, <laughs> it looks so ridiculous over the top. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, that. It, and then the uh, Lomi just suddenly appears in in the back. Like, um, and it's it's if the uh, captain can't do anything, he's just sitting there in the tank. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, what moving forward from that? I mean, and the captain didn't really say anything at that point. He was just basically giving facial expressions and waving. I didn't like how he was a mute. I mean, he had he couldn't talk. He's all shriveled up inside that tube of water. Right. He's way different than he was in the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just uh he he at that point. Oh, and then the reveal that Mel is is oh, it's your long long sister. Your long lost sister. Genetically engineered. Yeah, a little awkward there. It's like, um why, why did we have to have that in? Why did you have to add that into the mix? <laughs> that that was their that was their uh celebrate Game of Thrones moment. <laughs> you had sex with your sister, although not directly. It was an android. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't technically sex with uh, her brother. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. It's just, whatever it was, it was just weird. Yeah, and kind of unnecessary. <laughs> okay, now, uh, did, did anyone think when the whole Carl thing heading towards the Vulcan was like 2001? Yeah. I'm like, my A God, lot. it's full of stars. I mean, it was literally, you know. That's what it felt like. It's like, like, could you come up with something original at least once in this show? Yeah. Well, I thought it would have been interesting if, uh, if we got a last, a final shot of Carl inside the Vulcan, connected, to, like wired into it, along with many other beings, like it was capturing people to examine them or something of that nature. Right. Okay. Like experimenting. Well, just basically adding them to itself to, you know to create a larger essence. I mean, it was just one big creature. So I think it's, it's kind of disappointing. The, the whole Vulcan thing, you know, cause just a big blob, like you said, like an amoeba. Yeah. 
and it's much to it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, and then we see the pod afterwards, and Carl's gone, and but he has the whole "I'm with my family now." And well, and then we get the whole thing of you know they all have to huddle together for warmth. Because oh yeah, because they asked Lomi to reboot the machine. Uh, Everything in this show is about rebooting. Reboot the thrusters. Reboot uh, the, the machine. Reboot the. Uh, she goes. I can reboot the computer core, but I don't know if I'll survive. But it's okay because I don't feel bad. I have no emotions in the cyber plane. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so they held together for warmth, and that's pretty much. Where it ends. That's it. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to say it's a cliffhanger. I just want to say it's a disappointment. I'm not too sure where they would go from here. Um, the only thing I could think of is would they have like another ship heading out there, like Night Flyer 2? <laughs> or even still, the, uh, uh, what I mean, what happens with the Vulcan? Do they hang around or do they just disappear? Or they keep uh, going in the direction that they're going? Mm hmm. Along with the body and the pod and the 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 the, the stress message, <laughs> maybe they'll catch up with a message in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I was just I was hoping there'd be a little more to to the Vulcan than just a bunch of pretty lights. Yeah, a much more intelligent conversation or interaction. Yeah, yeah something. There was there was nothing there. It just everything we knew about them was through Thale. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, I mean, here we are at the end. Is this a show worth continuing on? Are we like all in agreement? This is kind of like a, a dumb idea. <laughs> this is a dumb idea. Yeah. Basically, it's a montage of episodes from other shows. And um, if you're going to do that, you might as well do something more original. And, and in fact, the, the, the thing is, is that they were advertising this as a sci-fi horror. And I really... I'm really struggling to find the horror part of it. There's very little. I mean, there was the whole thing with uh, Rowan. There was the probably a little bit with the restaurant with uh, what's her face and her parents getting killed. But yeah, most of it really wasn't. Well, horror. no, there was also uh, you know the uh, what is it that episode six? All the the cult people, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was not even that much horror to me. Well, I think yeah. the, I think the most horror they had was the heavy violin music. When the when the when the child AI passed in front of the camera very closely, <laughs> like dun, and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to jump, but I'm not because you've done it three times already. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put this on the on the writers. I think they just had really bad writers for this. Well, the thing was, if you look at it, we don't even get writing credits. It's all teleplay. I don't yes. know what that means. I don't what either. Does that mean? I mean, does it? Did they take like? I don't know. I'm assuming it's writing credits, but the problem is, though, if you look at it, it's not a group of people. It's only like, what, six or seven, maybe eight people that wrote this out of 10. Yeah. So I think they didn't really connect with each other when they wrote this. I think what they did was, um, um, here, I'll give you my beginning and my ending, and uh, you can go forward from my ending, and you can try to link up with my beginning yeah exactly and, then, like, and then i'll write the episode in between yeah that's exactly it's like let's see i'm gonna write something so so tough that's gonna screw you over and you're not gonna know how to write your way out of it yeah like uh 
I had a conversation with Brian earlier. I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe the Vulcran created that disease in order to kill the, to, to kill the baby and drive uh, Rowan insane in order for it to drive them towards it or something of that nature in order to create the events. And I'm like, and then Brian's like, yeah, stop creating stuff. <laughs> stop making, stop trying to fix it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I should stop trying to fix it. <laughs> so, so I, I, I want to make it better, but I, I, I can't. So if everyone lived on the night flyer, did it, would it really matter? Mm, no. no, no. I mean, they're still right there by the Vulcran. Yeah. And um, considering that they're rebooting the ship and uh, they have no captain and uh, their main computer might be down when they reboot. Uh, I don't really know how they're going to get back. <laughs> no, I don't know. But I don't really care at this point. I yeah. To be honest, I... But it was funny. There was one scene there where they're all huddled together and they all have those like, you know, foil blankets. But Augie has this really nice one that no one else has. I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, I did. Go, yeah, go, go look at that scene. And uh, it's so hilarious. I'm like, oh, so, so he's the number he's the number two in command. So he gets a nice blanket. <laughs> he probably <laughs> grabbed it out of the captain's quarters. Like, I'm the captain now. He won't miss this. Swipe. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I was expecting I was expecting uh, the Android version of Roy to actually uh, talk again or, you know, come back to life or something. Yeah, or reboot or something, yeah, or even he, even still Android 2.0. They have another closet full of androids. <clears throat> yeah, that would have been interesting. A closet full of androids. It sounds like uh, Ex Machina <laughs> almost going on here. <laughs> sounds like a good band name. A closet, closet full of androids. Closet full of androids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna write that one down. I like it. You better write that down. You better you better grab that URL right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, they all play synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of sucky. <laughs> um, all right, so this is over with. But out of all of all the characters, do you have a favorite? I mean, was there one that really stuck out for you? Tessie. <laughs> you like Tessie? You like the weird bee lady? I, I thought she was cool. I thought she was cool, mm -hmm. and she was like kind of like a hippie, you know? She didn't have any problems like anyone else. Right. You know, she's just normal <laughs> until she died. But. Exactly. Uh, I, I liked Rowan up until the the episode where it was like eight months later. After after that, he was like, oh, okay, I don't like him anymore. Uh, <laughs> I take it back. I actually like Agatha. I take it back. Yeah, well, I wonder why. <laughs> Not because of her looks. You know, she sacrificed herself and... You know, that was kind of cool. Yeah, you, know, you knew that in the first five minutes. So, yeah, it was kind of. But, I mean, it would have been more. I mean, she sacrificed herself to close to, to close the loop, but it would have been more interesting if she sacrificed herself to save her son. Uh, if that was indeed the, the path that it went. But it didn't. You should, so You should get a writing credit, my friend, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. Nope. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what's hilarious about this whole episode is that Ah, I'm Rowan. I killed somebody and I killed another person and they put me in jail, but it's all right now. I'm good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm rehabilitated. Say, I'm rehabilitated. <laughs> it's only been 15 minutes. <laughs> well, you only, had ten, you only had a few episodes. You were like, what, second to last episode by the time all that stuff happened? <laughs> yeah. 
So, <laughs> the, yeah, the episode nine, he, he chops up the captain, the android captain, and he kills a crew member, and he uh, witnesses Agatha basically fo- almost coercing her to killing herself. And then uh, later on, they just let him go. Yeah, I need your help. You can get me to the Vulcran. And then done. <laughs> so anyway. does it feel like sci-fi went down the sci-fi channel trope with their show? It's just another disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Too mm-hmm. much money. Too much money for the story. It, yeah. it, it might've been more interesting if they had wrestlers jumping out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Overproduced, you know, it's style over substance, you know, typical. Yeah. I think it probably would have been better if George R. R. Martin had some hand in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't he write some extra stuff that, like, extra pages and and or submit some extra notes or something? No, he just expanded his original no- novella. It went from like a hundred pages to one hundred twenty nine pages. So it's okay, but but it's part of like what the Thousand Worlds saga, a bunch of books and novellas he wrote. Yeah, there is like an expanded expanded universe that they could tap into if this ex- succeeds. You know, but but they should have tapped into it to write these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Night Flyers is just one aspect of it, right? I mean, they they only own Night Flyers. That's the reason why they don't own any of those other books. So. Of course, okay. that's all copyrighted stuff that you can't you can't use. Yeah. Alrighty. I think we should wrap it up now. All right. <laughs> I want to thank Brian Lee for being here tonight. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on in- Twitter or Instagram. It's Brian says. I want to thank Carlos for being here again. Thank you, Carlos, for doing these 10 episodes with us. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It was very interesting to uh, romp through these crazy episodes. Oh, yes, it was definitely crazy. And, of course, I want to thank everyone out there for joining us here for these 10 episodes. Uh, you can always check us out at our website, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. If you want to leave us a voicemail, it's sci-fi watcher at sayproductions.com or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948. That's 774-32-SAY-IT. I want to thank everyone for downloading this episode. And until next time, hey, next time is Christmas, and we will be doing a Black Mirror episode, White Christmas. Mm. So I hope you can join us for that. That's tomorrow night. And uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say now because I'm tired here. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye.